0: to the netflix and Swell podcast your source for netflix news reviews and booze i'm caleb
1: uh and for you to listen to this with other people in the car will cost you an
0: extra 2.99 and if your kids are in the car uh it'll cost you five dollars because no one rides for free and uh we're punishing you for your choices because fuck them kids <laughs>
1: well, that's true Uh, speaking of kids, how are you? Uh, (laughs) fine. Thanks. I'm I'm referring to your ass as now having a kid, I guess.
0: Uh, my asshole kind of hurts. Good job, Vanessa. Yeah. (laughs) It's, (laughs) It's the worst part of this whole ordeal is that, uh, you know, my wife can't top me for a while. No, uh, I, I I, don't know. It's a little bit embarrassing, but it's less embarrassing, I guess, if I just confront it and put it out in the open. But uh, I got a hemorrhoid because um, stress and uh, unhealthy work-life balance and a diet of pure convenience. It could happen to you or to you or to you. But definitely
1: not you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, all my hair went away due to stress from work. So I think I'd rather have, you know, something temporary than, you know, having to look like this for
0: the rest of my life. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. I had a particularly stressful week. I had to uh, run dispatch. Um, so like, oh, I was coordinating oh no. like, all the trucks and stuff. Cause our, our dispatcher was uh, on vacation this week. and. Uh, only done that one time before. Not particularly good at it. A lot of stress, a lot of run around doing stuff. And uh around like Wednesday afternoon, I was like, man, my ass kinda hurts. And then like th- around <laughs> midday Thursday, I was like, Man, my ass hurts a lot. Uh got home Thursday, was taking a shower, was cleaning myself out. I was like, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this here, no pun intended. Uh, and you i was sure like feeling <laughs> that i was feeling around-, around back there and i was like it feels like my finger is on another finger i'm not working tomorrow i'm going to urgent care and uh the poor young girl there had to look at my swollen ass vein uh, and she was like yep here's some here's some prescription strength butt cream with steroids that'll fix you right up
1: we have cycled through all the necessary preparations. We have now moved on to <laughs>
0: Preparation H. As you know, Preparations A through G were a, fail- a failure, but I think that preparation, on the whole, Preparation H feels good.
1: <laughs> Man, thank you uh, for actually making us watch that. So the obscure Austin Powers reference <laughs> could be made. It's okay. When uh, when my balls hurt, uh, when was this? Like several months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I also went to the urgent care, and the poor girl had to inspect my testicles to be like, uh yes, everything you've confirmed is correct." Uh,
0: just ice your balls. I yeah. went, "Oh, okay." I don't know. Like I was like, "I promise you that, like, this is what it is. It, it, my butt hurts." Don't make me show you my butt. <laughs> and of course, they're just like, no, no, no. You she's have to, like, well, you have to show us. she's like, well, I have to look, but don't feel bad because this isn't the worst or weirdest thing I had to look at today. And I was like, well, how how sad your life must be. <laughs> <laughs> your chosen profession has you looking at a lot of weird butts. Yeah. Lady right before me had a fucking blue waffle. I don't know, a fucking blue waffle. I was trying to make you do a spit take because you were drinking, uh, which brings us into our first segment. Uh, What's your swill?
1: Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. (laughs) Stay away from the cans. (laughs)
0: Uh, Dan, I have a fat tire. Uh, you're drinking something out of an NHL pint glass, so uh, yeah, this
1: is actually an old, 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 old NHL pint glass that came from my family's house. Uh, you can tell how old it is because the gold color on yeah. the uh, Penguins logo isn't the pit the now Pittsburgh gold. Uh, I think yeah. they changed that in 2017.
0: Didn't so. they change? Didn't they update their logo since then too?
1: Uh, no. I think the only thing they did was change the the yellow color to mm. Pittsburgh gold. So like all three teams have the exact same colors, which is
0: cool. So what do you have in an icy light?
1: No, uh, <laughs> if I could find that down here, I would actually uh, No, I have the final of my Sierra Nevada, fantastic Haze Imperial IPA. Uh, it's the final one of the box. I, I pulled it out and I just went, oh my God, I can clear this out of my fridge. I have more fridge space now.
0: I'll fuck with an icy light. I don't give a shit. Uh, what
1: my brother, my dad and I went to the Pirates game for my dad's birthday. And we just crushed I, my brother. and I just crushed. I, I see lights all all game Like we did not give a fuck. Also, did I tell you the, what happened with that with that game? So we uh, we go. And we didn't get tickets ahead of time, so we go to the box office and I'm like, hi, we want three for the outfield bleachers. And the guy goes. That'll be that'll be seven. And oh, I'm like, yeah.
0: Cause it, Cause it cut out and it was twenty seven. Yeah,
1: it was like yeah. okay. So what? Okay, so that that brings the total to is like one e one. I'm like okay, so twenty one. Got it. <laughs> uh, so we spent eighty one. I <laughs> spent eighty one dollars to go to a pirate's game. I think they won. So there's that. Uh, actually, I don't know if they won or not. I don't remember. But all I remember is just getting fucking
0: blasted on icy lights. It's it's the Pirates, so you've got, like, a one-in-four chance. I will say, when we went through your uh, Bachelor Party, they
1: won. Thanks
0: yeah. to uh, the game getting rained out in the sixth inning. Well, it was a good game, though, up to mm-hmm. that point. Is anybody that I know still on the Pirates roster? <laughs> <laughs> The answer is going to be no. Come on. No, they fucking trade everybody away. So goddamn fast. I know. Holy fuck. Do I not know a single goddamn player on the Pirates roster this year? Is uh, Brian Reynolds still on the team? Uh, he does not appear to be. All right, then I'm out. I don't know anybody
1: anymore. Yeah, see, uh, it the my fandom died the day they traded Andrew McCutcheon. Or, like, didn't yeah. sign, resign Andrew McCutcheon. Because it was like, I remember the day, like, they, they, Nate McClouth was like the center fielder before Andrew McCutcheon. So they trade Andrew, they, they trade Nate McClouth to Atlanta. This is like 2009. They trade McClouth to, uh, or 2010, McClouth to Atlanta and then call up Andrew McCutcheon to be their uh, new starting center fielder. And it was at that point, I'm like, all right, they're embracing the future. Cool. And it took a bit but they finally started like winning a bunch and started becoming a winning team. And they went to the playoffs three years in a row. And I was like, super excited. And then they missed the playoffs one year, which uh, I want to point out. uh, One of the years they went to the playoffs, they had 99 wins. Uh, The only team with more wins than them in baseball that year, were the St. Louis Cardinals who were in the same fucking division. Yeah. Which was dumb, but whatever. So like, They, 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 after, after they don't make the playoffs one year, they're like, oh, fuck it. Our windows closed and then sell off everybody. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool.
0: (laughs) See, I, last time I like really followed baseball close, it was like fucking, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Jason Grilly, uh, Pedro Alvarez. Mm -hmm. Who else was good? Uh, Starling, Starling Marta Marte. or Marte yep. or however the fuck Marta Marta why did you say that name? Uh fucking AJ Burnett I think was pretty good. Yep, AJ Burnett was their ace. So yeah, I don't know, man. And then like everybody everybody's fucking gone now. I don't know. I'll wait another fucking 20 years for them to have a good team. Jesus Christ. Yep.
1: That 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 was uh, up until the pirates were good. My sister uh, had never seen a good pirates team and never seen any Pittsburgh pirates <laughs> winning season. Like I'm not kidding. Like she was born in 1993. She had not seen a
0: winning season. Yeah, I don't know. I've been waiting 35 years for them to get a pennant. I can wait another 35 years. I got time. They they say that like the average lifespan now is like 90 to 100 years. So. Uh, I can wait three times as long as I've been waiting currently. Well, twice as long. Like, dude, I can wait the same amount of time two more times. Uh, I-, I have
1: watched five Penguins championships. I have watched what two Steelers championships in my lifetime. I'm OK. I don't I don't need the pirates to do anything except be there whenever my dad wants to go to a baseball game.
0: Who even is like the big team now that like is just grinding out wins? Oh, the Dodgers. 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 Well, Dodgers have done. always been pretty good. Yeah. See, I'm not a I'm not a Yankees fan, but I'm a big fan of being <laughs> overpaid to underperform. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody since I moved to Ohio, everybody's on my ass to become an Indians fan. And I'm just like. Guardians. Uh, and no, Ray. they're the Guardians now. Oh, yeah. They changed the name. Finally. Fuck. Did uh did the Redskins did the Redskins change their fucking name? Oh, yeah. They're 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 the Washington gun takers now.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. They were just simply for two, the last two years. They were the Washington football the team. Washington they're now football the Washington team, yeah. Commanders. OK, yeah, yeah. I do remember this. See, I'm fine with the Chiefs. I'm fine with the Braves. I think those are both fine. I think the Indians was borderline, and I think they got, out, of, I got mean, out in front of it. The mascot's not great. Well, well they got rid of Chief Wahoo, yeah. which was the big the big offender uh, where people are still waiting on the Blackhawks, See, which
0: I think uh, I, I still I still maintain that it should have been the Cleveland Spiders.
1: Uh, but yeah, pe- uh, people in the NHL are still waiting on the Blackhawks. I don't think that's ever going to change. Uh, I don't. I, I think that's actually respectfully done. And uh, hmm. also, that exact logo is used by the Portland Winterhawks in the WHL. Hmm. Oh, good. The Pirates are off on my birthday this year, so I don't have to fucking suffer through them losing on my birthday.
0: <laughs>
1: this has been Pittsburgh
0: Sports Talk. Now for the news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right. Uh, tell me how much harder it's about to become to do this show, Dan. I don't know, right? So,
1: Netflix is currently testing uh, a, a new thing uh, where you can now pay money to put on a sub account onto your regular account, which will allow people, up to two people, not in your household, to be able to be on your account. So. This is only available to the standard and the premium plan. So the plan we're on uh, and I don't know how it works is the big the big thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's currently testing in Chile, Peru, Chile, 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 Peru and Costa Rica. So uh, not like major places for Netflix in terms of subscriber base. I mean, we saw this with like um, they were testing mobile games in Poland for a while. So they, they do this where they choose areas where there's not a lot of subs and see what the reaction is in those countries to their bullshit. And, and that's it. So they didn't really say how they're going to be handling this. I'm assuming it's IP based. But then you have like there are questions, of course, about like I travel for business. So like my account you know, has a home base in, you know, Dallas, Texas, but I go to like Michigan every other week. Do I have to pay an additional two ninety nine in order to do this thing? Or like I stay at Airbnb's all the time, or I go to hotel rooms all the time. And like do I have to pay additional money in order to have this happen?
0: No one knows. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh the world's a nightmare. I don't know. Eventually eventually I feel like uh I'll have to just start like spoofing my IP address as being like in your house. That's fine. I'll give you the IP address.
1: But uh, I think I think we're now hitting a a downturn in Netflix. This is my prediction, because we're now reaching the nickel and diming phase. And -hmm. whenever you hit the nickel and diming phase, that's when a company has come out of a Uh, like is out of ideas in order to make money because now they're charging existing subs more to do a thing that they were already doing. Yes. What we do is technically against terms of service, but, but on the other hand, fuck them. But on the other hand, fuck them. But, but but on the other hand, it has been a generally accepted practice for the existence of Netflix streaming. Basically. Mm -hmm. Like even I um you know I gave a smart ass response to uh, uh the Netflix main account cuz like I forget like it was like Rob Coley's like Netflix got canceled because like his payment uh like his payment thing expired. So Netflix like the main Netflix account was like, "We'll let you share our account, baby." And it was like, "Yes, for 2.99." You <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> You know, just being a jackass because that's what this show is. They don't like us. I don't like them. Whatever. I don't care. So, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's it's a meme at this point. Like, everyone gets to share everybody else's account. Like, it doesn't matter. But now Netflix wants to monetize that because they need to monetize that to make more money. Yeah. Uh, also, if everyone remembers, there was a price increase less than a month ago that everyone freaked out about and was very upset about. So why are we introducing even more pricing shit after a price increase? If you're going to nickel and dime us, just do the nickel and diming and not the price increase. We might be more receptive then, but a string of, hey, we're increasing our sub prices and we're going to charge you to put a sub account on in order for people outside of your household to be able to watch something. Dumb.
0: Let's fucking try to cancel my account, bitch.
1: Try to tell me that I can't fucking log in <laughs> to this account that I've, we've had for fucking, I think, four years now. It's whatever. People still pay for this show, so we can still pay for the Netflix. Yeah. So it doesn't affect us, <laughs> but it affects, like, I don't know, normal people. Like, you know, anecdotally, I see people being like, I have, I have an account, and then I have three kids across the country in college who all use my account. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, again, don't you don't have to declare that you're canceling
0: Netflix? Just cancel Netflix.
1: You
0: yeah. know, don't have to make a big show of it. You can just do it and not talk about it on social media.
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody said uh, <laughs> there was somebody on R ne- slash uh, Netflix who was like, "I just can- I canceled Netflix today, and I just put no one cares." And initially, it had like ten <laughs> upvotes, and now it's just down to even because uh, people agreed with me that no one cares. But then uh, people who were like, no, 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 we have to shit on Netflix came in and downvoted me because I'm a Netflix shill. (laughs) So, uh, assuming this comes true, because this is a a test case so far. uh, Netflix blinking, blinking first is the worst case scenario for the company because this was going to be inevitable for every streaming service. Every streaming service has your IP address and what you watch on it. So. All of them are going to do this at some point. It's just whichever streaming service was the first to do it is going to look the worst. And it's the streaming service that can afford to do it the least. Because they have one income source, which is their net, which is your Netflix subscription.
0: That's true. What are you playing? I'm trying to find where you were being uh, smart ass on Reddit.
1: Oh, it's just it's, you know, it's me saying no one cares. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to find uh, it, though.
1: Up, up, dupe me.
0: I'm trying. Up, dupe to the left. Orange arrows go burr. <laughs> this person says, "Uh, I left Netflix. I walked into the local Netflix office near me. I said hello to the lady at the desk. I told the staff nearby they were doing a good job, and then I left. Ah, uh, shit. It's kind of funny. There's some good memes. People, there's some dank fucking memers out there. Oh, hey, I think I found you.
1: Is it is it Dan of Action where I am everywhere?
0: There you are. I updated.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> we should start, like, posting in there, like, oh, I. I saw you know so many of you are leaving Netflix. So I opened another new Netflix account today, and just like every day, going to be like, "Hey, I saw some of you are leaving, so I opened another new account." <laughs> <laughs> look at uh, look at my uh, flagrant excess of wealth.
1: I fucking hate those people, man. I fucking the people on R slash Netflix are so out of touch because they're just like, I'll just go back to pirating. And it's like, okay, cool. Good for you. You know how to pirate things. There are people who don't like pirating or don't know how, and they're just going to continue doing whatever it is. You're in an echo chamber of people who understand technology. Fuck off.
0: Yep. I, uh, I don't care because it's more convenient for me to just pay for it because I'm, uh, not a broke college student and I'm, am actually affluent. So, uh, go true. ahead and do whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't care how how high the price goes, as long as it's like less than like. Like th- like $30, I think is still, you know. Doable for me. I don't think it'll get there for like yeah. a long time. I think this is as far as they should go for now. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Once, once inflation continues, because uh, you know it never goes back down. Uh, eventually, eventually, it'll be you know thirty dollars. But hopefully, like by then, the minimum wage is like twenty dollars or something. But uh, right.
1: Well, that's why the price will be thirty dollars. is because the minimum wage is yeah. so goddamn high. Yeah. I don't know. The, the thing I keep looking at is the basic tier being uh, 480p in 2022.
0: Yeah, which is untenable. Like n- nobody, nobody's watching Netflix on a fucking like projection fucking tube TV. No. Although I still wish that I could manually choose my goddamn resolution because if my internet speed takes a dip I don't want to watch a spinning circle for uh, 15 minutes.
1: Oh, I don't want to watch something that looks like I'm trying to look through my uh, unglassed eyes because that's what it looks like whenever the picture quality dips to like 360p.
0: A lot of times I'll just have shit on for like background noise while I'm doing something else like Sure. I don't I don't need like HD video for that.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, that that part fair. It's like actually manually choosing a resolution being like, "Hi, I would like to force this resolution constantly, no matter what.
0: Mm-hmm. Doesn't
1: matter. Just give me this resolution.
0: Just give us more features. We're smart.
1: We can handle it. Mm, are we? You have people online declaring that they're leaving Netflix. Like people actually give a shit. If you're leaving not- Netflix, I, I just want you to know: if you're leaving Netflix, it's fine. You're allowed to leave Netflix. Just, just don't broadcast it to everybody you know. Unless Netflix is like, like you called Netflix to be like, "Hi, I have an issue," and they're just like, "I hope your family fucking dies in front of your eyes." Like, unless they say something like that, and that's why you're canceling Netflix. <laughs> just, just, just don't say about it. Like, don't talk about it, dude.
0: I have no need of your support. Shut up. Hopefully, you go outside and get hit by a car. Thank you, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, I'm glad that we can make uh, obscure Japanese wrestling references to each other.
1: Oh, I love Suzuki. All right. Uh, that's it.
0: OK. Uh, it's downstream time. Baby, I can't control the Internet. That's my favorite line! Our first trailer this week is for The Great Untold. Netflix and Adobe come together. You remember Adobe? They, they made all those uh, programs that you didn't pay for. Uh, when you were in college, <laughs> you mean the programs I still don't pay for? Because there's no
1: way I'm paying like 20 bucks a month for Photoshop. There's
0: no way. Um, I don't know. And that's like, OK, a quick aside, like my. I was talking to like. <laughs> uh, I took a bunch of computer science classes because like for a while I thought I wanted to be a programmer before I realized that like it's really boring and I don't want to do it.
1: Flash forward, you see what Bill's
0: making, and you're just like, fuck. I mean, he's not beaten me by that much, and my expenses are far more controllable. Like, I feel like I have more disposable income than Bill does. (laughs) That's true. So, I think think in terms of quality of life, I don't think he's really that much ahead of me. Um, Anyway, so... Our, our university apparently, like, partnered with Microsoft so, like, students could download, like, a free copy of Windows 7 or whatever the fuck. So, because that that was, like, Windows 7 was just coming out when I was in school, uh, which, you know, gives you a timeline for my age. Um, so old. So, and I even waited uh, a couple years before going to college in the first place. But, um... Anyway, so he was, l- like, there was a site you could go, like, through the university to download a-, a legitimate copy of Windows 7. So he was, like, saying in class, like, hey, do you know where you can download Windows 7? And I, s- I said, the Pirate Bay. <laughs> and he, like, instantly was mad. And he was <laughs> like, so how would you feel if you, like, wrote this really great program and you wanted to sell it for $100? Uh But then like you found out you only sold five copies and then like a hundred other people just like shared it and downloaded it for free. I said, Well, I would try to sell it for five dollars and sell a hundred copies because people will buy things if they're priced fairly. And he said, Please leave my classroom. (laughs) You wait, you wait, you tried to
1: explain economics to this man and he was like, You're banished, go go away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like that's with with very little exception people don't download movies because they don't want to pay artists for their stuff people download movies because movie distributors like price things absurdly like that's that's true like if i'm going to be entertained by something for an hour and a half maybe 10 bucks like i don't i don't think that like a fucking Blu-ray should be like thirty dollars. I just don't.
1: Unless you watch it like all the time. Like I, I don't I haven't bought a Blu-ray on release, like, sure.
0: In a long time. But like, I mean the the the, the things have changed since then. Like my mm. perceptions change because as I as I stated before, I'm far more affluent than I was in college. Uh whenever I was Uh, using a a, a credit card to, like, pay my rent and then subsidizing that through my student loans. Like, it was just like money train. (laughs) And at one point I was like, I need to get off of money train. (laughs) You You want to watch a great man fucking alligator?
1: Money plane. Uh, I was I was trying to configure a way to uh, that into money train, but it didn't happen quickly yeah. enough.
0: So the great untold is where Netflix and Adobe came together to launch the great untold uh, short film competition that sets out to share untold stories with the world. On this creative journey, you will meet Johnny Morales, Kira Anderson and Samba Diop, the three winning short film creators. These are the stories only they could tell. Uh, So it's a documentary about three amateur filmmakers making short films. Yep. I guess.
1: Uh, All of these are available on YouTube. So if if for some reason you listen to this podcast and don't subscribe to Netflix because you also canceled your subscription, uh, you can just watch this shit on YouTube for free.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go on Reddit and go to r slash Netflix and say I unsubscribed from Netflix and Swill. And and then you can come comment on it and say no one cares. <laughs> the reverse
1: market. Oh, I like this. This is that's a good marketing strategy. I don't I don't hate that. Everyone go up dude to the left.
0: Yeah. Next trailer is for the Pentaveret. From the mind of Mike Myers comes a Netflix comedy series event, the Pentaveret streaming five five, which is actually pretty clever. The Pentaverit must never be exposed. Uh this is a comedy series about Uh, a secret organization that uh, is like the Illuminati. Dan, what did you think?
1: Uh... uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a show that is happening.
0: Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world known as the Pentaverit, who run everything in the world, including the newspapers and meet triannually at a secret country mansion in Colorado known as The Meadows uh-huh Dan say so who's in this pentaverite uh so who's in this pentaverite the Queen the Vatican the Gettys the Rothschilds and Colonel Sanders afore you want teats up why don't I know this reference uh because Because it's from a very early Mike Myers movie. Uh, That's right. This is a a comedy series that Mike Myers is making that is a reference to uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer and his dad played by himself's uh, insane conspiracy theory about how Colonel Sanders uh, put an addictive chemical in your chicken that made you crave it fortnightly. These are facts. (laughs) Wait a minute.
1: So he's just rehashing something he's already fucking made a joke about? Yeah, he's explaining. He's, he's, he's explaining the joke. Yeah. Well, you know what happens when you explain the
0: joke, right? It dies. Yeah. This is, this is gonna it's, be dog shit. This Great. is this is uh an entire series ordered by Netflix that is a reference to a one off joke from a movie nobody remembers.
1: I've never even seen So I Married an Axe Murderer.
0: Oh, uh, it's one of the good ones. Because it isn't the Love Guru. <laughs> I was going to say, is
1: it the Love Guru? Oh. Okay, so, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not anticipating this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. The three people who have seen this movie and also uh, listened to this podcast got really excited when I did that whole spiel. Because, like, that's the reason I do this is to find just weird Venn diagrams of people yes that's fair <laughs> oh i hated that colonel with his wee beady eyes and the smug look in his face oh you're gonna buy my chicken oh mm-hmm. dad how can you sure. hate the colonel it's a good movie you should see it all right all right uh next up is the trailer for anatomy of a scandal privilege is about to be put on trial uh-oh uh, based on the best-selling novel of Sarah Vaughan, Anatomy of a Scandal is an insightful and suspenseful series about privilege and sexual consent. Uh, from the creator of Big Little Lies and The Undoing, the six-part series, 6 part series stars Sienna Miller, Michelle Dockery, Rupert Friend, Naomi Scott, and Josette Simon. Uh, have you ever heard of these people?
1: Uh, Sienna Miller was in 21 Bridges.
0: As the female cop. Uh, that's true. Uh, Sophie's privileged li- wife as the powerful... Sophie. Sophie's privileged life as the wife uh, is ended by the it was knife. ended by the knife. Uh, uh, powerful... Pow- oh my god, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her life unravels when scandalous secrets surface. God, the alliteration is killing me. Uh, she stands accused of a shocking crime. Wait, wait what?
1: Uh, Sophie's privileged life as the wife of a powerful politician James unravels from scandalous secret surface and he, oh, he stands ac- accused. Okay. I was gonna say, it sounded like you said she stands accused. I'm like, wait, what? That is not how I understood this trailer.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I watched I watched the trailer and then I read that and like, it didn't seem to line up. But then I remembered that like I watched the trailer like 45 minutes ago and we've been uh screaming about Colonel Sanders in the interim. So, that's true. This 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 is going to be a show
1: that I'm going to completely ignore when it hits. This does not look entertaining in any way shape or form.
0: No. I don't know. It looks like a lifetime thing. Which is not our demographic.
1: No, I, I, I think it looks a bit like it looks like the show Scandal. Which is fine and has has actual decent production value, but that's where it stops. Because otherwise, it's an actual lifetime movie stretched out to be a show. All right. Uh So with that, let's move into quick hits and talk about some other shit we watched this week. <laughs>
0: So what did you do on Hemorrhoid Day? Well, uh, to answer that, we'll have to quickly cut into another segment because I watched some Star Trek. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Caleb. His seven-season mission to explore a strange new fandom, to give up his social life and all his friends, to boldly go where millions of sweaty nerds have gone before. Engage! So I watched uh, season four episodes five through nine. So five episodes. Um, there you go. Which, yeah, um, I don't know. The show is, is leaving soon and I'm just going to buy the Blu-ray of the complete series. But until which then, always allowed. until then, I'm just going to just going to grind them out a little bit more. Um Cause now I know I'm losing it, uh, and eventually we'll get to you know the last day it's on Netflix, and I'll I want to have watched uh, Darmok by then because that's that's just kind of the uh, it's just kind of the uh, like post that I'm trying to get past for my sure. watch. I guess I don't know. I, uh, I didn't realize that Jonathan Frakes uh, directed a bunch of these episodes or maybe I did. Maybe I've talked maybe about it before, did. but I also forgot. Episode five of season four is titled Remember Me. Uh, so this is where uh, Wesley Crusher fucks up once again because he's dicking around with the warp drive uh, mm-hmm. and creates like a warp bubble that like appears and then disappears and then like his mother dr crusher the medical officer um like starts to notice that people are missing from the enterprise crew like there should be 1014 people aboard the enterprise uh and then picard's like no there's like 700 people here and like no i don't i don't know who this person is that you're looking for eventually like people keep disappearing and it's like oh now there's a hundred or so people and it's like, Dr. Crusher's freaking out because she's like, not my entire medical staff is gone. And they're like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? You've never had a medical staff. It's always been just you. Uh, and then eventually, like, it's her and the captain and then it's just her. Uh, and she's like talking to the computer and she's like, you know, why? Why am I alone on the ship and the ship computers? Just like you've always been the only crew member on the ship. And you know, she's like, well, what's what's our mission? It's like to explore and make contact with new civilizations. And the computer's like or she's like, well, do I have the skill set to do that by myself? And the computer's like, no. And she's like, well then why the fuck am I here by myself? And the computer's just like, I don't understand. Um so eventually, like, you figure out, cause like you think that this this weird warp bubble thing that happened. Because like uh, these vortexes start open up or vortices if you want to be real fancy, sure, um, start showing up in the ship and like trying to suck her in, and she's like, oh all the all the other crew members are like getting pulled through them and like being erased from existence, and like all like the universe is warping around that so like they never have existed, and so like there's no record of them anywhere, uh and eventually if you find out that like she was the only one that was affected by this in like, so she's in like a pocket universe that was created from her mind. And it's like slowly like closing in on her. And, uh, like Wesley and Geordie LaForge are like trying to get her out. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple episodes in this like little block of episodes that I watched that are just f- like fucking wild. But, uh, this is, this is one of them. It's, It's a a pretty cool episode and it's a pretty like mind fucky episode. All right. I don't know. There's another one like the next one after that is called Legacy. They have to like rescue a couple Federation uh, members who like crash landed on this like colony planet uh, where it's like they're kind of having a civil war, Uh, but it turns out that like. One of the people involved in this conflict is like Tasha Yar's sister, who was like the security officer in the original series of this. Interesting. Like, okay. Before, before Wolf came, Worf, uh, took over that role. And then, like, I don't know. It's, it's always kind of nice when they refer back to Tasha Yar because, like, they really <laughs> fucking killed her off unceremoniously. Um, which, like, I've talked about before, but, uh, so, like, it's all about her sister and, like, you know, is she on our side? Is she not? Like, she says she wants to join Starfleet and, like, get away from this war. But, like, she's also trying to use, uh, like, Federation resources to, like, uh, defeat, like, the other side in this war. And it's it's like a political intrigue episode. It's pretty interesting. Then the one after that is titled Reunion, uh, which is... Uh, like another wharf heavy episode. So like, mm-hmm. uh, basically, like the the leader of the Klingon. Uh, what the fuck is the Klingon's uh, government even called? Is like a the, the <laughs> Klingon Dominion Empire, whatever the fuck. Sure. Uh, like their leader is dying, and he's like, yeah, there's you know i've been poisoned like some some traitor coward is trying to like seize power so it's like there's there's two people who are like vying for control of the klingon empire uh so like before he dies like the leader of the klingons says like picard you're going to like arbitrate like the the trials that's going to like choose the next leader of the klingons and like but it's It's all a ruse for you to try to figure out who my killer is because they're they're a coward and a traitor and they've poisoned me. So like. Last time we saw like a bunch of Klingon stuff happening, there was like a a female Klingon or like half Klingon, half human like ambassador, basically, uh, who was like Worf's betrothed or whatever, Uh, and they totally boned down. So like now she shows back up with her five year old son and is like, "Hey, about my support payments, it's it's your kid." Uh, And Worf's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" (laughs) Right, as you should. I don't know if you remember any of me talking about this, but like, basically, Worf was like, he was already kind of ostracized, like he was an outsider to Klingon society, but like, he was branded as a traitor because like. Uh, this dickhead Duras, uh, like his father was a traitor, but he like pinned it on Worf's dad. Uh, and Mm. then like Worf kind of took the fall for it and was like cast out from Klingon society. Uh, and like, but it, you know, it wasn't him. Like basically Worf took the fall for it so that like, uh, Klingon society wouldn't like fracture in half basically. Um, because it was like a huge scandal. Uh so it turns out that Doros is the guy who was poisoning the the Klingon Emperor. Uh and then Worf challenges him to uh his right of revenge for uh because he he kills uh Kalar, who is Worf's mate. Uh and oh, like no. you know the, the mother of his child. So uh Worf takes his fucking Batloth uh Klingon war sword and fucking rams it through this guy's chest just as like the rest of the enterprise crew fucking bust in to try to stop him from like upending Klingon society and mm-hmm. like Worf just fucking straight up does a murder. Uh, cause it shows him like <laughs> getting ready to go face this guy and he just takes off his fucking communicator badge, uh, and grabs his big ass fucking Klingon sword uh, and is just like, oh, I'm I'm going to go murder this fool. Uh, and hmm. he does. Uh, so then the other guy who has like uh, crazy eyes takes over Klingon society. Because like this one actor just like, I guess was really into the role. And like every shot, his eyes are like as wide as possible and like super bugged out. And uh, me and Vanessa were v- laughing about it very hard. The Klingon Batleth is like, Basically, two sim. It's like a crescent shaped, like Darth Maul double end sword. It's wildly impractical, but it's it's pretty cool. But it looks cool. It looks cool. The next one after that is called Future Imperfect, which is a pretty interesting episode as well. Uh, So it's like it's Riker's birthday. Uh, It gets interrupted because like him and Geordi and Worf have to go down to like. This uninhabited planet to investigate like a weird reading. Uh so they get there and like basically teleport into a cloud of toxic gas and fall unconscious. Uh and Riker wakes up on in sickbay, Bay and they say, like, Oh, Captain Riker, you're finally awake. And he's like, Captain, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh no. Uh, and they're like, Yeah, so it's, it's now 16 years later. You're the captain of the enterprise. Uh, Data's his first officer. Uh, Picard is an admiral and you were unconscious because like when you went down to this planet, you were infected with this weird virus. but then like it it affects your brain so like you had a relapse of it and it erased all of your memories in the interim. So the last thing you remember was doing this, but you've had like an entire lifetime since then. Uh, mm. So like Riker looks very distinguished in this episode because he, he has his just for men touch of gray uh, hair dye. So like he's got a little like silver streak and like some silver yeah. trim in his beard. So and it's like, hey, you've coincidentally, this happened just before like the final signing of this peace treaty with the romulans uh and like an end to hostility and like a new era of peace between our civilizations and Riker says that's really suspicious timing uh and they're like no no it's fine i promise um so like he starts kind of pushing the boundaries of this and it it turns out like these uh he's, he's in like a, a simulation, but it's a shitty simulation. Cause, uh, he asks, you know, can he walk off the end of it? Well, no, he's like, Hey, is there, (laughs) is, is there a, uh, an award for Apple based marketing? And the guy's like, yes. Um, but no, like he, he asked data like math problems and like data has to think about it for a minute. And he's like, well, what happened to your, you know, 10 billion calculations per second? She's like, hey, this is bullshit. Uh, (laughs) And it turns out there's like, so in it, Riker has a son. uh, And it turns out like the whole thing, like the kid is doing it uh, because like he doesn't want Riker to leave because like him and his mother, I guess, crash landed on this planet uh, a long time ago. And like he's been alone ever since. But his mother like programmed these like like augmented reality, like fucking, um, like drones or whatever to like take care mm-hmm. of him and like keep him company. But he wants like a real person to hang out with. So he's like, right You're my dad. Now, uh, it turns oh. out that it's not the Romulans trying to get information from him, which was the actual interesting twist of the episode. Yeah. Well, fuck you Romulans. Yeah. Fucking dumb pieces of shit. The next one, like, the last one that I watched is called Final Mission, uh, which is about, like, uh, for some fucking reason, they have to, like, ride in this shitty shuttle with, like, this, like, idiot who pilots a shuttle and thinks that, like, uh, he's not, like, part of the Enterprise crew, but, like, for some reason, he's just, like, a space junker or something that I guess Mm -hmm. they're, like, trying to help him out for some fucking reason. Because uh, there's like a dispute on like a mining colony or something. But anyway, like Picard and Wesley Crusher end up in the shuttle with this like total dipshit um, who then like crashes onto like this desert moon and they're like, well, we're definitely going to die. Uh, So like Picard takes charge of the situation and like the whole time Captain Dipshit, the shuttle fuckhead. Is like, no, we have to do this way. And Picard's like, we'll obviously die if we do that. Uh, So we're doing this instead. So like, I don't know, it's a lot of like waiting for this guy to be killed by his own stupidity. And then like Picard trying to keep Wesley Crusher from dying. Uh, And then like a bunch of rocks fall on him and like Picard pushes Wesley out of the way and just gets like clobbered in the fucking head and is like Mm -hmm. slowly dying in a cave um and it's like hey how can we you know try to survive while we wait for the fucking enterprise to find us i don't know it it's kind of a filler episode i don't know but uh yeah i don't know it's it's another one like it's kind of it's kind of a character building episode for uh picard and wesley cuz like right whenever the show first started um Picard fucking hated Wesley Crusher and was like, why is this fucking child on my ship? Uh, and then, like, he grew can't to imagine. respect him over time.
1: You know, until he uh, started jumping into uh, voids and causing his mother to move into a parallel universe.
0: Yeah, because he's uh, th- th- fucking senseless. Wesley Crusher is essentially a mad scientist. Sure.
1: I know I, I feel like I don't know what Crusher does. I know what Dr. Crusher does. I don't know what he does. All right. And uh, that's all the episodes I watched. So. OK, uh, well, I watched The Discovery. Uh, this is a Charlie McDowell movie who you will hear about later as we talk about uh, his follow up to that to this movie uh, with Windfall. So it stars Jason Segel and he goes back to an island where his father played by brother Robert Redford uh, has discovered that there is some version of the afterlife. And so uh, since that discovery has been happened, that the titular discovery has happened uh, about 4 million suicides has happened, have happened across the, the world, people trying to get there. So like, it's like sort of introspection on like, Hey, if you get like this kind of information, should you share it with people? And then it's also like, you know, actually going about the mystery of what is this afterlife? What are we, what, what is everybody going to? Uh, and it's it's very interesting. I don't want to give it away because I think you should all watch it. I think it's one of the underappreciated movies on Netflix that uh, if you haven't watched by now, you should have.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, just because there is uh, afterlife, like that doesn't mean it's. It doesn't suck shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh and I can tell you, based on the information here, not great,
1: Bob. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's got Jason Siegel, Robert Redford, Jesse Plemons, Rooney Mara. Oh, this is a big four. Riley Keough's in it too, but she's not as important. But yeah, go, go check it out. Uh, if, you, if you like Windfall, you will probably like the Discovery as well. Nice. And that's it.
0: That's all I got. Well then, why don't we cut into a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about our main review topic uh, Windfall The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins Ashley the Bubby Gorski Ben Kiefer Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson Julio Oliveira Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney Brianna Petty, Nate Wade Alan Gallerisi. Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, the Nerd revert, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at NetflixandSwill.com Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit NetflixandSwill.com merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit NetflixandSwill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter
1: welcome back everybody caleb it's time to talk about main new topic for the week
0: windfall windfall is a new r-rated crime drama thriller film on netflix uh rated a 5.7 out of 10 on imdb shockingly only a half a star better than tall girl uh a man breaks into a tech billionaire's empty vacation home but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last minute getaway this is written and directed by Charlie McDowell and stars Jason Siegel, Lily Collins, and Jesse Plemons. Uh, Dan, what did you think of Windfall? So, like
1: I said earlier, I watched the Discovery, a movie which I am probably a bit more concrete and probably a bit more positive uh, on my feelings on. This, I have concerns, mainly like, why? Why? What is the point of this movie <laughs> like what 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 does it do are there any horse socks that so these yeah. such things uh I, I like a lot of elements of it but i'm still just puzzled at what it was going for because i feel like it was trying to say something i just don't know what it was and therefore don't know if it succeeded
0: I don't know it's uh it's almost like a slice of life of three terrible people and how they are attempting to destroy each other. I don't know. There's a few things that like a movie like this would normally do that this movie doesn't, which is like explain exactly what Jesse Plemons did to get rich and famous. Uh, but no, it's just like he made an algorithm. That's it. And he's just kind of a smarmy dickhead. Uh, it would explain why Jason Siegel uh is specifically targeting him. And it doesn't. Cause like ultimately it doesn't matter for, you know, what the movie is. It would explain mm-hmm. why Lily Collins has grown to have so much contempt for Jesse Plemons. It doesn't, because ultimately it doesn't really matter for what the movie's doing. Uh so like I think all of those things that, you know like jazz is about the notes that you don't play. Uh, and I think that like all those things kind of work to the movie's credit. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people would disagree with me on that, but like, I don't know if we would have spent like 20 fucking minutes diving into the minutiae of like every permutation of like why you're a piece of shit and this and that. And the other thing, it's like, I feel like I would have just ended up like not giving a shit. Right. Yeah, no, and I agree with that part. Like, the less is more
1: approach is pretty good mm-hmm. here. Like, it's all about what's in the moment and what's in the moment. Like, I think I feel like you get enough of the Lily Collins discontent of her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why everyone seems to hate Jesse Plemons in this entire movie, because he is just such a smarmy dickhead. Yeah. Uh, so like, I I. Like you said, I don't need that stuff because I feel like I got enough of it that I understand. Like, oh, he's an asshole. Oh, uh, Jason Siegel is wrong by this guy in some way, shape, or form. Oh, he's an asshole. So she wants to be fucking rid of him at any chance.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. For what it was, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, honestly. Like, uh, I don't know. I'd, I would say that this is good. It's, uh, Not the usual thing I would go for, but, you know, just by virtue of doing this show, I I bump up against a lot of things that I wouldn't seek out on my own. And uh, I don't know. I think that this is better than that other fucking Jesse Plemons thing we watched where it was like all in his head or something. I can't remember what the fuck.
1: Oh, uh, I'm thinking of ending
0: things. Yeah. Like, I think I think it's kind of similar to that without like the head trippy shit. And uh, for what for what it's worth, I enjoyed this more. That's fair.
1: No, we can get the spoilers. I I don't really have anything else to much much else to say uh, regarding the movie, except for I will say uh, I like the old school like fonts that they use for the opening credits and like the uh, promotional the promotional title of the
0: show. Uh, Also, the uh, 40s throwback score. This this has an old timey feel to it, like. I don't know. It's a it's a single location. It's a tiny little like cast of characters like it's just the three of them. And then at one point, uh, one other person gets introduced and then subsequently removed. Uh, And, you know, that's it. It's Mm -hmm. it just it's set in modern times, but it feels like an older movie. You know what I mean? Right especially the way it's
1: shot. Like there are some like lingering shots or like the, the panning shots that definitely are like out of the forties.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a kind of a love letter to like, you know, kind of like a Hitchcock or even at some point, like a kind of a send up of those kind of movies. Cause Jason Siegel's like holding the two of them captive. And he's just like, they go to run away and he's just like, stop. I'm obviously catching you just stop. (laughs) And then he's like, barricading them in the fucking sauna and he's just like wait like an hour you'll be able to break out but i'm gonna barricade the door so that you you know aren't fucking around with me while i'm like leaving right. so like and like you know jesse plemons can't fucking get that straight and like it's kind of funny
1: yeah there's definitely some comedic
0: elements especially in like the first half half an hour yeah but it's like darkly comedic
1: right I'm not saying like, oh, it's slapstick funny whenever they break out of the sauna and all the chairs fall down.
0: I can't believe we broke out of this amazingly. uh, Like poorly constructed barricade. All right. Almost immediately, too. Yeah.
1: All right. uh, With that, let's uh, get into spoilers and talk about some of the the finer details of the movie. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it um, imagine you're in a room. And no, no, like, no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could so just play the bitch, the... this is what you always do You always spoil stuff. Uh, for me. No, I don't and if I could just play the ending for you real quick Then we'll discuss the Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance. Okay, to. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now
0: So basically Jason Siegel's breaking in he's going through it's like uh, their vacation home, or like the, their like little getaway. It's one of many homes that Jesse Plemons has because uh, he's a tech billionaire. It's mm-hmm. um, so like the beginning of the movie is just like they have like a an orange orchard, I guess, because that's something that like an extravagantly rich person would just be like, "Hey, uh, Minute Maid kind of sucks." Like the. D- buy this adjacent piece of land and put like thousands of orange trees there that I won't tend to.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing though, is that they go whenever, you know, Jason Siegel at the beginning is walking around with a glass of orange juice and you see the orange vineyard or like whatever it's called. You look at it, and you you just go, Oh my God. He, he just like poured out like some yeah. fucking oranges into this, into this yeah, cup. It's and like
0: the then, old commercial where the straw goes directly into the orange.
1: Yeah. And then but then Lily Collins shows up and she's like, hey, our bottle of orange juice was just opened. Like, it's just open in here. (laughs)
0: So you're like, oh, he just poured it out of the fucking refrigerator. That's fucking weird. Because like. They have them, but he's not going to go out and pick oranges and make orange juice.
1: Yeah. That's like a little subtle detail, too, about like him being kind of an asshole.
0: Anyway, like before before. um Lily Collins and Jesse Plemons even show up like he's going through the orchard. He like grabs an orange. He's like walking around eating it, Uh, you know, fresh off the tree. He like goes in the bathroom and leaves the door open and pisses in the sink. And he's just like doing all this stuff, like drinking the orange juice straight out of the carton. And it's like he's doing all these things because he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like this incredibly powerful person, like he's in this man's space doing these things that he wouldn't allow. And like, it gives him a sense. And you think this gives you power over me? Um, but like, that's what it is. It's, you know, it's a power fantasy. We've all wanted to go into fucking Jeff Bezos house and like rub his toothbrush on our nutsack. Take a dump in the foyer. Yeah. (laughs) Shit in his left shoe and like roll it up to the toe of the shoe. Oh, ew, ew.
1: gross! Yeah, like then they show up, uh, because like he's about to get away with like a sizable amount of cash, probably about like five grand. I think is what they were wanting. What I'm saying it was like not like you know like
0: huge amount, but you know a bit, mm-hmm. a token, a token of his power that he took from this, uh, extravagantly wealthy man. Some jewelry, some, you know, Rolex watch. You're like, oh, it's a nice haul.
1: And they show up and he tries to leave stupidly uh, as they're just yelling at each other from across the house. And uh, so begin the shenanigans of the movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so like eventually, you know, he's just like, well, fuck. Now you're involved in it, so I have to tie you up. And they're like, hey, we don't care that you're here we'll just give you money and then you leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, eventually like he, he goes to leave and then like, um, it's like a, it's like a comedy of errors almost. It's like, you know, he goes past a tree and there's a security camera on the tree and he's like, Hey, I thought you said you didn't have any fucking security cameras. And Jesse Plemons is just like, that's not mine. Uh, we don't have security cameras here. Uh, and he's like, well, this changes things. Now I need enough money to start a whole new life and new well, identity. And that's the thing,
1: too, about the movie is that it establishes early that Jesse Plemons is a fucking liar mm-hmm. because uh, as Jason Segel is going through the house, because actually the big thing is with this movie, we don't have character names. We just have like, you know, I think I think Jason Siegel is credited as robber. Jesse Plemons is his uh, husband. Now it's
0: like uh, their, their, their names are Jason Siegel is uh credited as nobody. Lily Collins is wife. Jesse Plemens is CEO. Uh, and then we have another character who is gardener.
1: Okay. Cause like in the uh captions it said like husband for Jesse Plemons. So I just assumed it was, you know, that was what he was credited as. Gotcha. But like uh we Jason Siegel's going through the house and he finds a gun. And he, you know, he asked Jesse Plemons at one point, do you have a gun in the house? And he just straight up tells him no. So like automatically you just don't believe anything that Jesse Plemons is going to say based off of that one lie,
0: Mm -hmm. which is
1: fantastic in, in terms of like, little just little bits of storytelling and also like the birth control at the beginning of the movie, too, when he was going through a purse, he found the birth control. And that winds up being a big thing later in the well, big thing it, later in the movie that, you know, she's taking birth control and he wants kids. Yeah.
0: And she doesn't want his kids because she recoils at the touch of this uh, hairy marshmallow that they stuffed into a shirt named Jesse Plemons. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It uh It just kind of builds from that, like at one point, like the gardener shows up randomly, Uh, Jason Siegel, is like fucking uh, like makes them stay in the bedroom and like, you know, wait till he goes away. And they're like, obviously he saw my car like he's just going to keep knocking. And then eventually they're like, fuck, just get rid of them. And then like they all have to sit uncomfortably in the bedroom staring at each other. It's like the gardeners fucking mowing right around the windows and shit. Uh, well, there are a lot
1: of these like uncomfortable silences throughout the movie. Like there's several scenes where it's just them sitting around being like, ah, what do we do? like? Because you don't make small talk in that kind of scenario. Like you're not just like, uh, hey, so Robert, what do you do in your normal life? Yeah. Even he says that, he's like, no, hobbies and favorite colors it seems to be okay. So let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. The gardener's shown like, hey, like, here's an idea I had for the landscaping. Uh, can you sign off on this? And Jesse Plemons writes, call 911 on it and gives it to the guy. And he goes to leave and then like looks back and sees Jason Siegel and like starts running. So Jason Siegel has to run and capture him and and also... Uh, kidnap the gardener and like eventually the gardener tries to run away. He fucking dies because he like tries to run through a glass door and fucking impales yep. himself through the throat on some glass. Well, I, I, I thought it was because he slipped.
1: I don't know what he slipped on, but I think he, I feel no. like he slipped or tripped on something and went face first into the glass door. And then the glass, one of the glass shards went
0: straight up into his neck. It was brutal. Yeah, it was horrible but like then at like at that point, there's a body um, and it just kind of descends into madness even further from there uh eventually, like, I don't know, Jason Siegel's finally gonna leave, Jesse Clemens is still tied up uh and like this is the climax of the movie, but like, uh wife grabs like a, a piece of like.
1: It's like a statue, like a, it's like, like, a like a statue, of like some a kind.
0: decoration, or I thought it might have been like yeah. a, you know, a piece of like stone work off of like the fucking porch or something. I don't fucking know. I didn't really. Catch some, what something it was. something but, um, that like rich people think looks interesting. Yeah, fucking beats Jason Siegel to death <laughs> with it, <laughs> uh, and then like. You know, she sees the opportunity. She goes back in and uh, Jesse Plemons is just like, hey, did you did you kill him? Holy fuck, untie me. Uh, and then she takes the robber's gun and fucking shoots him dead. And it's like, I'm finally free of this idiot. Uh, and then mm-hmm. wipes her prints off the gun and puts it in the robber's hand.
1: And then, so. uh, you know. Cinematography wise, they have to show like her at the edge of the these like bricks, and then she steps off the bricks because like maybe twenty minutes before when she was getting the money, she was like, "Oh, I could just run,
0: yeah,
1: I could just leave, and no one would like uh, get help and get away from this scenario and be done with it." But she doesn't. She goes back, and now that she's taken care of like her unfinished business, she just murders them both, and then yeah. goes away. She's and finally to she's finally free.
0: She has the big money. You know, she can do her charity work that Jesse Plemons thought was stupid, and she doesn't have to have his weird, deformed kids. Right. I I should quit. Ju- I should quit dragging Jesse Plemons. He's a perfectly average-looking man. Yeah, he's also a good actor. I like yeah, him. he's quite a like good actor.
1: I um, you know, it, it was it was interesting because like. I don't think she planned on killing the robber until he like cuz he gets the money from from her and she's just like I, I forget what the the exact conversation. Oh, she she's like oh, is the like the tattoo on my foot was a rose that I'm getting
0: laser removed. Yeah. And like Jesse Plemons forced her to get it lasered off, but she actually really liked it. Right.
1: And she's just like and he's just Jason Siegel's just like I don't give a shit. And I think it was at that moment cuz like she felt like there was, she was starting to feel like there was a bond between the two of them over their kind of hatred for Jesse Flemons. But you know, uh, Jason Siegel doesn't care. All he wants is the money and to leave. And so like, whenever she hears that, she's just like, okay, I'm definitely done here. Like I, I, I'm definitely, I definitely don't want to be around anybody anymore. I just want to fuck
0: off, like fucking merc both of you and leave. That's true. And she does. Yeah. Double kill,
1: <laughs> kill, Tacular
0: running <laughs> riot, <laughs> headshot, <laughs> monster kill.
1: Well, like there's um, there's a bit of like you know working class versus one percent kind of stuff in here because Jesse Plemons goes on a very anti you know ninety nine percent being like you're all lazy, all you want is handouts, blah blah blah. And Lily Collins goes, but you paid for my student loans. And I, I didn't ask for that. I, I didn't want to hand out. I'm not lazy. And he's like, oh, no, of course
0: not. You yeah.
1: Like, this no, guy, I'm this talking guy about those other people, <laughs> those other people who are fucking poor and uh, complain about the system, only complain because they're, they're too lazy. I was waiting for her to say, like, but you got a small loan from your father in the, the amount of four million dollars. Yeah.
0: I started with nothing except a huge amount of my inherited wealth.
1: But like uh, that only seemed to be like a sub theme, like it was barely even there. Like it it was this is just kind of like a a straightforward ish kind of movie that I don't know. I I feel like the Lily Collins ending was strange and I don't know if like. I I don't know what the purpose of that was, and I don't know if it was earned because I don't know what the purpose of it was. Yeah. So uh, what would you give Windfall? It was like a three. It's about a three. You discarded your whole hand and then drew the uh,
0: highest number of cards that were discarded. Oh, that is the effect of the Magic the Gathering card Windfall. So thank you. That is... That's such a stupid joke that we're gonna to have to move on to our next movie, uh, which is a patron requested review from Paul for Desperado.
1: Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment.
0: Uh, Desperado is a 1995 R rated action crime thriller film. It is a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Clocks in at about an hour and 44 minutes. Back when good movies could be about 100 minutes get in, get out, get going. Uh, mm-hmm. Former musician and gunslinger El Mariachi arrives at a small Mexican border town after being away for a long time. His past quickly catches up with him as he soon gets entangled with the local drug kingpin Bucho and his gang. This is written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, stars Antonia Banderas, Selma Hayek, and Joaquin de Almeida. Uh, As long as a a bunch of small bit parts from, you know, everybody that you've ever seen in a movie that uh, is by Robert Rodriguez or involves uh, Latinx people. So Steve Buscemi. Yeah. No, no,
1: the Latinx person. Uh,
0: Cheech Marin's here. Danny Trejo's here. Uh, Quentin Quentin Tarantino's Tarantino's here. here. Uh, Shockingly, he doesn't uh, have, like, I think, any racial slurs that he says in this. That's a very long joke, though. Yeah. Like, painfully long. Yeah. I kind of like that joke, though. But that's like, that's like Tarantino's shtick. I feel like, uh, you know. Because him and Robert Rodriguez are friends. I feel like yeah. Tarantino yeah, said, the, the like hey, can I be in your movie so that you can shoot me in the face after I do like this long, annoying bit that no one laughs at, even in the context of the movie?
1: And Robert Rodriguez was like, sure, I'm planning on doing Spy Kids
0: and nothing but Spy <laughs> Kids for the rest of my career after this anyway. Sure, someday we'll do Grindhouse together. Speaking of Grindhouse, is that the fucking Death Proof car model behind you? What is that? Or is that the Fast and oh, Furious car? It is the Fast and Furious car. Is that Legos? It is Lego. fucking nerd. I
1: know, right? Uh, wh- which, uh, fun fact, uh, uh, Joaquin de Almeida, or whatever his name is, the ba- oh, whoever is Bucho, uh, he is the bad guy in uh, Fast Five.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice.
1: So, yeah, uh, I've never seen this movie. I think you've said you've seen this several times, at least.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen I've seen the whole trilogy at least once. I think I've seen Desperado twice before this. Um, But yeah, like when I was in college, just for for no apparent reason, I got a bug up my ass to watch the whole trilogy. And uh, let me tell you, like probably the peak of this whole trilogy uh, is like the opening scene of once upon a time in Mexico, and it involves Johnny Depp and uh, a fake arm that is concealing the fact that his real arm is holding a gun under the table and it's incredible. Interesting. It's just, it's just a showcase of how fucking stupid and over the top these movies are. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we'll get to it, but like a lot of what this movie is is, is building up characters saying, like, oh, here comes so and so. He's like the ultimate badass of the world. And then he gets there and he fucking gets shot three times <laughs> and doesn't do anything. And like that happens like probably three or four times. Cause like, oh no, Danny Trejo's coming. He's like whipping knives at you now. Oh, they shot him up and he died from the bullets. Oh, there's this uh, crime lord son who wants to prove himself to Bucho and and be, you know, one of the guys. And no, oh, now he's going to shoot at the Mary. Oh, oh, they shot him up with the bullets and now he's dead. And he's he's dead immediately. And, oh, like, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes Cheech Marin. He's going to run from the guys. No, oh, they shot him with the bullets and now he's dead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of <laughs> uh, it's a lot of weird focusing on weird things like it, it almost is like an even lower budget version of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. There's just a lot of weird focusing on weird things that don't make any sense, like the fact that we get a fight from a kid who beats up the best fighter from Bucho's crew. Uh, after getting his leg broken, and they're like, yeah, get a cast on that. And then you think like, oh, there's going to be some sweet thing that this kid does in the movie. And then in the fucking climax of the movie just gets shot like three times and is dead and that's it. There's nothing. He
0: doesn't do anything. Yeah. So interesting thing like this. This technically is the second movie in a trilogy. Um, but like in a lot of ways, this is kind of like first movie like they it's kind of like evil dead evil dead 2 because like mm-hmm. this is the reboot and like you know trying to do it with the budget that robert rodriguez like to to do the story that he wanted to do it's like uh el mariachi is essentially like uh an indie movie that he just made on a shoestring, so like to put it into perspective, the estimated budget for Desperado is $7 million, which is not a lot by today's standards. But the estimated budget for El Mariachi is about $7,000. Yes. So, like, he rented a hand cam for a couple weeks, shot it with his friends. Uh, you know, there's nobody recognizable in it. Like, uh, the Mariachi is played by, you know, not Antonio Banderas. So, yes, some guy. Um. Which, like, actually, uh, his name's Carlos Gallardo, uh, which he was in Desperado as Campa, uh, which I think is one of... It's one of Buccio's guys. <gasps> yeah, oh, no, Campa's is is one, of, one the of the mariachi. Band? Yeah, I thought he was one of the he... mariachi, like, band members. So. Yeah,
1: I don't remember if he was Rocket Launcher bear, uh, yeah. ma- Mariachi or, like, or, Machine Gun uh, Guitar uh, Case guy. Machine Gun Mariachi, so, yeah
0: let's uh since we brought it up let's just talk about that because that's my favorite part of the movie uh because oh, it's 100 en- the best part. entire movie is so stupid and none of it has to make any sense because it's just so fucking slick and cool and badass um so like uh el mariachi he just carries around a bunch of guns in a guitar case that has like a fake guitar top in there so like if anybody opens the case Oh, there's just a guitar in here. But then he can like pull that up and there's like all the guns that he could ever need in there. Just loose. And somehow it doesn't like fucking clunk around. So he calls his friends to help him. Uh and the one guy has two guitar cases, and the other guy has like, you know, a a big like could be like, you know, a bass or something. You know, it's a little kinda of a little bit bigger. So like bad guys are shooting at them, and like the one guy is holding two guitar cases and just pushes buttons on the handles, and they start spraying bullets out the front. Uh, yeah. And he's just like mowing people down, despite uh, this unwieldy thing that would be impossible to aim. Um, oh my
1: god! Yeah, the, like, and, like the, you're you're holding it like a guitar case. Yeah, you're the, holding like, it like
0: a guitar the, case. The
1: practicality
0: of it is that you know, and like your arms are uh, just the hanging middle, there. Goes upward. Yeah, yeah. So like you you would instantly start shooting and the kick would like make your bullets go into the ground and like the guitar case would flip around and probably chop your legs off with bullets. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a dumb movie. Uh the other guy fucking flips his guitar case up onto his shoulder and shoots a fucking rocket out of it.
1: Uh no no no. B- say it right cuz he does a one-legged split.
0: Yeah. Like he does like a lean he does and like then like shoots the rock power pose. Yeah. Which he every does. He does multiple time. times. Like every time he fires it, uh, except for the last time when he really fucks up. Uh, yeah, because he shoots he, it in the air yeah. and then shoots it at himself. Like it's it's almost as hilarious as like uh, later uh, fucking Robert Rodriguez movie uh, Planet Terror when. A girl gets a machine gun attached to her leg and she fucking rocket jumps with the attached grenade launcher, uh, which is really funny. But uh, no, like also like. It's it's a completely like unique weapon because like it's a apparently a rocket launcher that has like fucking unlimited ammo. He's just like blasting Mm -hmm. rockets out of it left and right. Um. That's really fucking funny.
1: Well, right. It's so impractical that it doesn't like it. It literally doesn't matter. Like the the guns are just so impractical. Like the the Antonio Banderas stuff is fine because like it's just like a guitar case that looks like it has a guitar, but also just has like brass knuckles, like a a grenade launcher, Mm -hmm. several handguns, like that kind of thing is like, oh, that's cool. Or Steve Buscemi says the biggest fucking hand
0: cannon I've ever seen. I know. All
1: well, right, right, because like we we're we like Ashley and I were watching this, and uh, you know, Buscemi's describing the guy, and he's like the biggest fucking Mexican I've ever seen. And Ashley's like, Antonio Banderas is a big guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs> no, he's just he's embellishing it. Right. I was like, wait, 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 is he talking later. about Danny Trejo, but uh, let's yeah. let's talk about how dirty they did my boy Danny Trejo. Um uh,
1: yeah, so like he yeah. shows up.
0: His he shows up with knives to a gunfight. Uh, it looks like he's going to, you know, be holding his own. And then they just shoot him a bunch of times. He's in the movie. Like, there's a couple shots of him walking. Uh, but then he's ultimately like does an action scene for about 45 seconds and gets shot to death.
1: True. But I mean, it does set up like him being in further Robert Rodriguez movies like the Spy Kids movies. And I think. I don't remember if Robert Rodriguez did the Machete movies.
0: Also, if I get if he directed uh, them. I he hmm, I don't think he did. But like because Machete was a fake trailer for the Grindhouse movies, like I would say he's responsible for their existence.
1: Well, also the fact that uh that's the character's name in Spy Kids. Oh. Oh, that's yeah, true. So like, yes.
0: Who directed Machete? Looking it up. Oh my god, Robert Rodriguez co-directed it. Yep, also
1: co-wrote, co-wrote it. Co-wrote it. All right, so there, so there it is, Michelle Rodriguez.
0: That Michelle Rodriguez. Did they ever actually make the Machete? Fucking yeah, they did make Machete kills. They made Machete Kills. Did they make the one Robert where he goes to space? Because I remember that was a fake trailer.
1: Uh, I don't believe so. Don, what is this cast? Lindsay Lohan.
0: What the fuck is this cast? <laughs> cast is out of control. Dude, what? Are you looking at Machete? Yeah. So listen, this is the fucking cast for for Machete Kills. This is like, you know, a couple highlights. Mel Gibson. Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Heard is in there. Um, Charlie Sheen, Lady Gaga. Antonio Banderas is in there. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in there. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens in her only non-Disney, non-fucking-lifetime role, apparently.
1: That's not true. She was in Tick, Tick, Boom. She was good in that. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. So I love that here's... these movies exist. Make more bad Man. movies on purpose.
1: Yeah, uh, you know we got Michelle Rodriguez. This is Machete or oh Machete. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, fucking... Robert De Niro. Okay, uh, Jessica Alba, you Stephen Segal, Cheech Marin, Don Johnson, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, uh, Daryl Sab- Sabara. Dude, who's the who kid is... from
0: Spy Kids? Yes,
1: who, who's the kid from Spy Kids? Tom Savini. Uh, and that and that's really like that's, that's about it. I, I don't see Alexa Vega in here.
0: Steven Seagal.
1: That's fantastic. Don Johnson. Don Johnson's just it's such a weird one, dude. I I mean also Lindsay Lohan's
0: fucking weird, but whatever. Fantastic.
1: Oh, Rose McGowan was apparently in it uh in deleted scenes. Wasn't she the one that had the, the fucking machine gun leg?
0: No, that's uh That's in Planet Terror. Oh, wait. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's uh, Rose McGowan, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Yep. So, basically, just Robert Rodriguez got, like, everybody who's been in any one of his movies ever to be in Machete.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, kind of like... uh like a Tim Burton type. He likes working with the, the same crew of people, but this is mainly just Johnny Depp. This is what I'm saying though, is like at some point we have to watch once upon a time in Mexico. Cause listen to this cast. So obviously Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek come back. Then we got Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp, Willem mm-hmm. Dafoe, Mickey Rourke, Ava Mendez, uh, Enrique Iglesias, uh, Danny Trejo and Cheech Marin both come back as different characters.
1: Sure, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> um, but it's like seven years later, too. It's like it's like 2003.
0: Yeah, yeah so so it's, you know, whatever. it's polished up a bit. And I
1: just want you to know that for next week on the show, I have question marks as the third segment. So, I mean, if you really want to, we can do Once Upon a Time in Mexico next week. Yeah, fuck it. All right. Uh, as for Desperado, I don't know, man. Uh, it's cheesy 90s action stupidness. Uh, I I don't know what I expected, uh, but it was pretty much exactly this.
0: It's like commando with Mexicans. It's just like a bunch of stupid shooting stupidly. So.
1: Uh, Also, a very over the top graphic sex scene between Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek.
0: Yeah. I brought it up last time. Like, I. I don't know. I kind of read it in passing that, like, I don't know. Selma high kind of felt pressured into doing it. But like, I guess the, the day that they were going to shoot that, like the entire fucking crew for the movie showed up to watch it. And Robert Rodriguez is like, no, no, Antonio <laughs> Selma, the cameraman and me are the only fucking people going in the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? Respect. Yeah, Cause like, Apparently all the fucking like all the various key grips and like fucking (laughs) the best, all the best boys boys are just like, hey, I'm going to see some titties today. And he's just like, get the fuck out of here. You're weird. Right. Uh, Respect
1: Robert Rodriguez, but also I cannot blame any of those men. Yeah, I mean,
0: she's a handsome woman.
1: Wait, I think she was 22 in this movie or something like that. This, like, is, this like is like one of mid-20s. her first roles, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I will say, uh, not a bad age gap between Antonio Banderas and uh, Selma Hayek because I think it was about six years, which is the age difference between myself and my girlfriend. So, uh, signed off, approved.
0: I don't know. I I do like the juxtaposition. It goes from like, you know, a- an intense, passionate, like lovemaking between these two and then it shows the bad guy and like some fucking random girls grinding on top of him and like after 30 seconds and he so fucking blows cigar smoke directly into her face uh, yeah <laughs> well
1: as you know caleb villains only care about getting their rocks off yeah. heroes care about true pleasure yeah not a fucking dumb movie I, I will say like the big negative i have is that after uh, El Mariachi shoots Bucho to death after discovering he was his brother,
0: yeah, they they just kind of throw it in there. It's like, oh, I can't believe my brother would do this, and then he just shoots him,
1: and then it fades to white, and then fades to the, and then fades back into the fucking hospital room for the the little boy
0: after a gunfight. In no doubt ensued. Yeah, so we don't even get to see the, the cool gunfight or like. I guess just he shot Bucho, and the rest of them figured they weren't getting paid, so they just went home.
1: That's fair, but like show me that yeah. man like that that's just such a weird transition to make.
0: I don't know, I should have brought this up in like <laughs> the, the fucking windfall review, but like there are a couple kind of moments like this in Desperado as well, but like uh in windfall like whenever. Like she goes to, to shoot Jesse Clemens He's just like, what are you going to do? Shoot me. And then she shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking messaged you like, what are you going to do? Shoot me. Last words of shooting victim.
1: <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> yeah, those are those are those are always fantastic. So, oh, man. this dumb 90s movie that I, I had an OK enough time with uh, the, the plot is nonsense. Uh, I mean, like, outside of, of course, like the the general gist of it is like Bucho ordered the death of these people, or uh, of of my my girlfriend or wife or whatever she was, and now I'm sad and and mm-hmm. play the guitar in order to try to get back to kill Bucho, uh, but also then uh, I'm gonna forget about my revenge so I can rail Selma Hayek. <laughs>
0: Well, it's like I always say the best way to get over an ex lover is to get under a new one. Power bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and on that anything else you <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh Yeah, so that's this uh, three. It's it's fine. It's 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 not anything like yeah. spectacular or anything. It's it's not something I'll probably rewatch anytime soon.
0: I, I rate it like every other dumb nineties action movie. Uh pretty Pretty good and fun, but ultimately stupid, uh, which is what I'm here for in the first place. So yep. like liter literally like this is this is commando, this is, you know, whatever the fuck. Except like this is less quippy, I guess. I don't know. That like all the Arnold movies had like the one liners and shit. Antonio doesn't really do that. No. It's more it's more romanticized. Hmm. Like he like he is
1: uh, he's very flowery with how he
0: speaks. Yeah, it's like it's if you want to watch a movie where the hero shoots everybody a bajillion times and like with very little exception, like nobody lands a serious hit on him, you know, watch it. Watch it if you want. I'm yeah. not your supervisor.
1: All right. Well, next week on the show, we will be watching the Tony Collette limited series, Pieces of Her. Uh, the last time we had a Tony Collette series, it was one of my favorites of 2019. So expectations are high. Uh, and then I guess we're watching once upon a time in Mexico. Yeah.
0: Cause why not?
1: Cause fuck it. Who cares? It's the last, it's the last episode of the quarter. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, tell him stuff, Dan. You can find the show Netflix and Swill If you want to stop shop for all things, Netflix and Swill review us on the podcast services, buy our merch, check out our Patreon. if you want to give us money so we can pay the extra f- probably four bucks in order to fucking make sure Caleb still has access to the show, to the Netflix account of the show. Yeah. You don't have to do that uh, no matter what, just, you know, subscribe to the, the show on your podcast of choice and follow us on social media those are what really matter I think I don't fucking know I don't know how this fucking shit works I've we've only been doing this for almost six years now I have no idea how this works
0: All right, thank you to space weather for use of our theme song bitter which is no doubt how the mariachi felt whenever uh, Bucho shot his uh, fucking girlfriend wife whatever the fuck uh, Mm -hmm. in the face right in front of him So bitter, in fact, that he carried five hand grenades around with him uh, and then, like, proceeded to not use them until he did. And then he didn't look back at the explosion. What a cool guy. Yeah. So until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday.